This is the Howell Creek Radio address for Saturday, March 23rd, 2013. I'm Joel Duick. started my new job this week, early in the mornings after the coffee and granola were down the hatch. I went upstairs to kiss Trixie at goodbye, pulled on a hoodie over my dress shirt and my gray down jacket with four snapping front pockets, then a red scarf, a dark brown cap with ear flaps, and my brown leather shoes with no laces, and then I stepped outside where it was windy and clear and three degrees Fahrenheit and the sun had been up for just about an hour. I slung the strap of my brown leather bag over my shoulder and set out at a light trot down the avenue towards the bridge over the freeway, towards my new office. Starting Monday, that's my waking walking, pounding the pavement at March o'clock in the morning, along the way giving gloved fist bumps to the trees and brick walls, a nod across this outside school hall to one creature fixed in space from another, me, fixed in time's race on a trail run pace from eight to five through a tunnel, an iron grate, a crowded hive. You may imagine I wasn't running light and lithe, not with all the layers and the bag. Especially not with the bag. What's in this bag, anyway? It's heavy. I opened it up just now and looked inside. No laptops, no chargers. There are some pens and a few loose papers, but not too many, and my Kindle. It must be all those notebooks. I've got a brown hardcover blank book for writing ideas for my book. I've got a large graph paper notebook with a cardboard cover that a lot of these podcasts go into, and another one just like it for work notes. And then there's a thin 5x8 blank notebook with a red leather cover for free-form ideas and essays. A pocket-sized hardcover commonplace book, a couple hundred pages thick. And finally, there's also my Alpha Smart Neo, which is basically a keyboard with a small LCD screen, 512 kilobytes of memory, and a USB port, which I got used on eBay. My typewriter is too big to fit, and I worry about not having it sometimes, even though I haven't used it in about a year. What if I need to write something that requires punchiness? Realistically, I won't touch a single one of these during the workday. My bag would be half as heavy without them. Perhaps during my morning commute slash run, my strides would look a little less heavy-hoofed and a bit more swift, less gimly, more Legolas. But I can't leave them home. That would be the day I get stuck somewhere and have an hour to write, and I'll have to use napkins and receipts again. Over my coffee and granola one of these mornings, I read this quote jammed in the middle of a news article, just like I'm going to jab it in here. Quote, The advice I like to give young artists, or really anybody who will listen to me, is not to wait around for inspiration. Inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and get to work. 
If you wait around for the clouds to part and a bolt of lightning to strike you in the brain, you are not going to make an awful lot of work. All the best ideas come out of the process. They come out of the work itself. End quote. Chuck Close said that, and if I could have the liberty of rewriting it, I'd remove the definite articles at the end. All the best ideas come not just out of the process or out of the work itself, but out of process, out of work itself. We're like outboard motors. We need to be in the water, spinning against something in order to get anywhere. Prototype. I'm inside the corner bakery as I write, looking out over a train station, which is descended in time from the train station where we met five years earlier. You never really visit the same place twice. A simple person would say the place has changed. It hasn't. It is exactly the same. The difference is that you have moved. You are like an eagle who circles over the same place, and with each loop you get higher and further away even though you're hovering above the same spot. The place hasn't changed. You're just further away from the place you remember. The train station moving before me now like a motion picture is of course a very different one from the one where we met, but it still bears a family resemblance. And this is how you know, even though you're still quite young, what it's like to meet the granddaughter of a friend who died long ago. You almost recognize the girl you knew in the face, in the trick of speech. It's like meeting someone who's grown older only in reverse. Perhaps your old friend is in fact hiding behind that face, smiling at you and waiting for you to get the joke. It isn't until your reason reasserts itself and recalls the facts that you decide it cannot be the same person. But still you hope that perhaps this child will at least extend you a friendship by default in honor of the one you shared with her grandmother. So it is with the train station when you go back five years later. The place itself owes you something. This is easier to believe the more the current scene resembles the old one. Do you know why we feel at rest in nature, in forests, on mountains, at sea? Because we feel we have done the impossible. We have descended back down through the clouds and reached the ground again, that the scene around us is the original, the clean base from which all else developed. Before they built West Broadway and the gas station and the mini-mall, this is what it looked like. Someday our descendants will sit in the only remaining gas station, operated by a historical society staffed with period actors, and feel as though they have got to the bottom of things back when there were still gas stations. The end. Thanks for listening to Howell Creek Radio. I'm Joel Duick. The last section of this week's address is one of the newly released chapters titled Prototype from my book Noise of Creation. You can download it for your Kindle or Nook or as a printable PDF at leanpub.com slash noiseofcreation. 
There will be a link on the website as well. The latest release of the book, which came out last Sunday, has a very attractive and meaningful new cover, which I absolutely am not relying solely upon to inspire me through the rest of the book's 1,000 short chapters. There are notes for this episode on the website at howlcreekradio.com, including links to the art of Chuck Close, which you will likely recognize, information on my Alpha Smart Neo writing gizmo, if you care, link, of course, to the book Noise of Creation, and music for this episode. You'll notice our website and cover art is still a winter-themed picture. The snow has yet to melt where I live, so until it does, the winter cover art stays. If you're getting tired of looking at it, well, now you know what March is like in Minnesota. If you're an iTunes listener, be sure to leave a review or rating in the iTunes store for this podcast, and the gods will smile on you. The text of this podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution license. (laughs) 